0: Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy.
1: You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast.
0: Do parents deserve a vacation right now? I want you to think about that question today as we start the show. Uh, In case you're not listening in real time, uh, we're in the middle of quarantine right now. But do parents deserve a break? Is there such thing as a momcation? During the coronavirus, there's one listener of the show that thinks the answer should be yes, and you need to hear her situation and decide with Ask My Mom today on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's a podcast that I made because I think my mom's words can change your life. They yeah, have for me, and they will for you, too. And we start every single show talking to her. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Okay, so to be honest, we are recording this part again because something went wrong. <laughs> and doing it the first time i don't know i don't know if technology work sometimes so uh my my audio was okay yours was not so i gotta make this conversation seem a little bit different because the last thing i want this is sound is completely staged um <laughs> okay. so and i don't even know how to redo the second part of it now so i'm gonna have to get really kind of creative on this uh well we were talking in the first recording about how our podcast just hit 100,000 downloads which is like yes that is crazy so um
1: phenomenal uh, I really
0: to like base that off of i'm not sure how like uh, you know my dad was asking me yesterday he's like you know how like how does that compare i'm like compared to what like i'm not even <laughs> sure what to compare us to and uh, like what is our podcast even like i don't know like in the mother-son podcasting world i would assume it's pretty high but uh <laughs> I don't have anything to compare it to, but, but anyway, anyone that's like taking the opportunity to listen to an episode or share this or leave a comment, like you're a big part of this. Like you a really, it's a big milestone for us. A hundred thousand downloads is a big milestone for this show. So thank you for um, sticking with us. Even when Mama, I went back and I was editing some of the, um, I had to insert some commercials into our earlier episodes. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, we have, we have come a long way in just a month.
1: It's and amazing.
0: Just, just the tech, technology of it you your mic being wrong us using skype at first and it just sounded kind of janky and
1: <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> we're we getting there yeah, we're getting somewhere there. right yeah exactly yeah. we're getting so there it's good we'll
0: see i mean i don't know how long it'll take us this uh this first one let's see we launched on the 25th of march mm-hmm. and today technically we hit the number yes uh, sunday so um that would have been the same so a little over mean basically five weeks it took us to hit that number mm-hmm. so the so question yeah. is like what can we do to to grow the show even bigger and that's almost a problem is that once you start to do well, like you got to do weller, <laughs> there is no, there is no top. Unfortunately, it's so where you're just like, okay, cool. That's, that's good enough. So if you can take the time to like leave a review if you haven't, and I think you could only leave reviews on Apple podcasts. I don't think you can leave them on the other uh, platforms. Or if you can uh, share it with a friend, like this one episode, if you just text one friend. Imagine if a hundred thousand people that downloaded the show we're texting one other person right now. It would be, you know, we'd grow a lot faster. So um, I don't know, mom. I'm sure you've got some more neighborhood friends that haven't listened yet.
1: <laughs> I'll have um, to be sure. I have to be sure. All my friends are tuned in.
0: I'm kind of mad at myself because I ate the damn gummy bears.
1: Oh, no. Uh, you dug them out you. of the
0: yeah, I told you yesterday that I bought some gummy bears from Sprouts, these cinnamon gummy bears. You know the ones I'm talking about? They're like the kind of thicker. They're probably like a, an inch tall, and they're like a little bit uh, denser than a real gummy bear. They're not like gelatin, but they're like this little, little wax, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought them, and then I got mad at myself for buying them after I ate about a handful or maybe two handfuls. and I threw the, the rest of the container out. But then a couple of nights ago, I got really excited because I was like, ooh, I kind of want those. And I know they're in the bottom of the trash, but I knew that if I had to go through the trash or if I was going to get them, I'd have to dig to the very bottom of the trash. Well, I was sitting here yesterday editing, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get them. I'm just going to go get them. Like, just go all the way in. And now I feel terrible about it because oh I uh, I mean I ate them all but the, the container oh. was still in, in good shape I know the container was still in good shape Um, but it was just kind of gross digging down digging your oh. hand down in there trying to like you're all like and careful and like keeping your hand to the side of the bag so that nothing oh. tries to touch it and I know, know, but you know what makes me feel worse is that nobody called in yesterday. Usually, like when I wake up in the morning, I by noon at least I usually have uh, calls for the topic that we had, you know, ask you guys to call in about. But for this one, we had no calls about people that have gone through the trash to eat. Oh no!
1: Oh no! No trash eaters!
0: No trash eaters! (laughs) Which make me feel even worse. Like I'm the only Mm. person out here that's actually digging through the trash. And um, and getting these, these gummy bears out.
1: Well, maybe they're just too embarrassed to call for fear not. someone will recognize their voice <laughs> and know that they eat things out of the trash and never want to come to their house for dinner. Yeah.
0: It wasn't like my proudest moment, but I feel like right now in quarantine, there's really no judgments. No. You really can't judge anybody that hard. You know, no. that's like the worst. If I leave quarantine, being like, well... You know, the worst thing that happened to me, honestly, was I was eating this food out of the trash. I mean, right. I'm sure there, there's worse stories out there of things that people have had to do in these tough times to uh, to get by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's somebody that's been through something a little bit worse than having mm-hmm. to dig their hand through a trash can to get out the uh, to get out their food. So well, uh, speaking
1: of sugar highs, let me tell you my Godiva story. OK, so Maggie sent Jim.
0: That's my sister and my dad.
1: Maggie sent Jim a box of Godiva chocolates for his birthday. And we were both very excited and we opened them and I ate one, maybe two. And he ate two and then three and then four. You know, he has a lot of, um, you know, gut problems. And so I said, you better be careful with those chocolates. They'll get you in trouble. And he didn't like that very much. So I decided that I would take them and hide them from him so that he couldn't harm himself, right? Right. But I could go and just have one, maybe one a day. So I, I hid them and I forgot about them. And then a few days later, I decided, oh, oh, I remembered them. Oh, I think I'll go sneak a Godiva chocolate. And now I can't find them. <laughs> I don't know where I hid them. So yeah, I'm
0: my going. Dad had that same problem with like we open something up, we have to eat the whole entire thing. You can't thing. just have like. And I've always been bad about that. That's why I don't buy this kind of shit because I know that I, if I have like, I can't just have a couple of gummy bears put away. There's people that can do that,
1: mm-hmm. and I have a
0: lot of respect in people that can just have a couple of things and then put the rest away for later. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. If I open up a bag of chips, like that's that's the the play. That's the mm-hmm. plan is to eat that whole entire bag of chips. Even mm-hmm. if I try to stop, I'll be like. No, I mean, I can just, it's fine. Even like if I'm full, I'll be like, well, I've already eaten like 75% of it. I might as well just finish it. It's really, really a bad, a bad, bad, bad habit to have. Mm -hmm. But now you're on the other hand where you can do that, but now you've lost.
1: I've lost my treat. I lost it. It
0: has to be somewhere. Like where could you put it that would be so... Hard to find and you couldn't oh, really I get don't, to it.
1: No, I mean my kitchen has a lot of cabinets. I'm going. I'm have, I'm going to have to go in there and tear that place apart. When where he's not, where do you around. think you put it? Well, I thought I put it in a drawer under some pans, but I looked in that drawer and it's one that he never goes into. But it wasn't yeah. there. Oh, you know what? I just remembered. What? There's actually a. Oh, there's a broiling pan in there that you know, has a cover on it. I may have put it in the broiler. brawling. Well,
0: why, why don't you go check that? And then tomorrow we can talk about it. Cause that's really <laughs> curious. I'm almost curious if he, if he ate them and just didn't oh, tell
1: you. No, no, I think I would know. I think he would be very sick.
0: Well, check that, check that um tonight. And okay. let's, let's see if we can find these mystery chocolates and where they've, they've kind of disappeared to.
1: I'll let you know. We
0: today, when we release this, is Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. And I, um, we were laughing last time we were recording this because we didn't really have much Latin influence in our neighborhood growing up. Now, keep in mind, I'm from, uh, I'm from Georgia, this little town called Norcross, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I, it was funny because it was a pretty diverse neighborhood. But I don't, we had had a lot of black kids and Mm -hmm. we had a lot of Asian kids, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember there being a lot of any kind of Hispanic or any type of Latin culture in our neighborhood. And I'm sure there was, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't remember really like going to school with, with a lot of people that were of Latin descent.
1: No, there weren't. There weren't in a way
0: like that. So, uh, but, but I, we were laughing earlier, though, because, I mean, literally, the only influence that we had for Latin culture was chilies. That was it. <laughs> that's but right. If you wanted Mexican food, you went to Chili's. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Bell Taco. Uh, I was mentioning that you can go down to, there's a place called On the Border you can go to, which is like this chain restaurant, kind of like a Chili's.
1: Right. But that's all
0: like X-Mex. It wasn't real like Mexican food. So my first real entry into mexican food in general was in phoenix Mm -hmm. and i remember i got over to phoenix and and my ex-wife and i were kind of looking around and trying to find a mexican restaurant and we were like where in the hell is the white cheese dip and like white cheese dip is not a thing it's i found one restaurant in san diego that serves it and that is miguel's and huh. everyone else, like it's not, it's like not a thing over here, but over on the East coast, every Mexican restaurant has cheese dip and they all That's thought I was right. crazy over here. Okay. and I don't know if, um, I didn't even know this was a thing, but they have this thing called California burritos. And basically what that is, is like burritos with French fries in it. Now you would never have that in Georgia.
1: Oh no. And that sounds so gross.
0: You know, like no, it's good. It's Is and I, it? trust me, I thought so too. I thought so too. I was like that's gonna be that's gonna be disgusting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's I don't think I, can, I found a vegan one out here per se. I don't think I found a vegan California burrito. But yeah, you put French fries in the middle of it, but you don't have that. They don't have that in Georgia. Like no, literally, that's the kind of Mexican so. food you had. I mean, you'd make it. We'd have like taco night, right? I remember that my old co-host Gina would laugh at me because she asked like, um, or she used to heat her tortillas up on the stove, like right on the stovetop. And I was like, really? That seems like a lot of work. I was like back in my day, like back in when I was growing up, my mom would just like put them in the microwave. Right. Apparently that's a huge no-no. Like that's not how you heat up tortillas.
1: Oh, that's the Southern way.
0: Well, what I thought I would do just to prove to you that literally there is like zero latin culture growing up um is that i would test my mom's spanish knowledge um and see how many words she can get we did this earlier mom so i'm gonna find some new words um, oh
1: dear i was hoping you would do the same ones no she didn't, I, probably, yeah. I probably couldn't remember them anyway
0: okay. she did not do well spoiler alert she did not do well the first time around so i'm just gonna these I are gonna be some not. questions i'm gonna ask you some questions And I'm gonna see if you you can translate this for me, okay? Because we did words earlier, and we can, you know, we'll start we'll start easy, okay? So if I say Mm "see," yes, what is that?
1: Hi, yes. Oh, that means yes. (laughs) It's
0: like no, it's not. (laughs) Um, If I say no, what does that mean? No. Yeah. No means no. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What if I were to say "Feliz
1: Cumpleaños"? Felice cuplianos. Well, Felice is Mary, right? Just keep C- going. Coupion what is it? Cupionos?
0: Cuplianos.
1: Felice What
0: does that might mean.
1: I have no idea. Sounds fun though.
0: <laughs> what do you what do you think that might mean? Felice cuplianos.
1: Merry Cinco de Mayo. Merry day. Happy day.
0: Uh, yeah, you're pretty close, actually. It's happy birthday.
1: Oh, see, I told t- you it sounded like fun. She's been taking her trips to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. Okay, what happens if I say, Hasta mañana. Hasta mañana.
1: What's my name?
0: No, not what's my name, Let's see
1: you tomorrow. Oh, that wasn't easy.
0: I'm doing okay. worse
1: this time than the first time.
0: No, you did really bad the first time. This is oh, did I? Letter. Oh. Um, what happens if I say K-O-R-A-T-N-S? K-O-R-A-T-N-S. K Ora TNS.
1: Do you want to go play tennis? <laughs> <laughs> is be... K is K what? Yes. Okay. Kora. Is that what you said?
0: TN Tien- and I'm probably saying Tienis.
1: it wrong, but uh, What does aura sound? Uh,
0: H-O-R-A.
1: H-O-R-A. What is your horoscope? What's your sign?
0: <laughs> what time <laughs> is it? What time oh, is it? Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let me just give you one more. Okay, Maybe. please. Only one more. Testing my mom's... Uh, humiliating. <laughs> ...culture, her Spanish over here. Let me give you one more. Um, what happens if I say... Um, que pasa. Que pasa.
1: Is that thank you?
0: No. You want to try no. again? No,
1: please.
0: Que pasa. Que... Okay. Okay,
1: Pasa. Oh, that's
0: an easy
2: one because I've heard that that's common. How uh, are you? I don't know if I should give her a point on that or not. If you speak
0: Spanish. If you speak Spanish, what do you think? Do we get, give her give her a point for that one? Mm-hmm. It is uh it's what's happening. So yeah, like what's uh, up? What's que Pasa, what's up?
1: Okay. So not bad.
0: Actually, that round was actually a bit smoother than the uh, the first round. Oh I'm boy,
1: I'm getting good.
0: Okay, so this week we are going through the book "The Alchemist." And if you're new to the show, uh, it's a book that we are both just reading. A friend recommended it to me uh, because it's kind of about this this guy who's on his journey, his life's journey. This little shepherd, and um, I think we're all kind of on a journey, especially right now. And I said in this book, there are so many little nuggets. Uh, you, I'm listening. I'm listening to, I'm listening to it, my mom's reading it, but I'm listening to it very slowly because. Like some of these things will hit you and you're just like, wow, like that's powerful. I totally relate to that. And so what we did was we said, okay, this whole week, we'll just go through quotes from this book and I'll link to it in the show notes too. So you can go buy it on Amazon if you want to check it out. I do highly recommend it. Um, So mom, what'd you find today?
1: Okay. So this is a short little paragraph and he's just lost all of his sheep. He's just sold all of his sheep. When I had my sheep, I was happy and I made those around me happy. People saw me coming and welcomed me, thought. But now I'm sad and alone. I'm going to become bitter and distrustful of people because one person betrayed me. I'm going to hate those who have found their treasure because I never found mine. And I'm going to hold on to what little I have because I'm too insignificant to conquer the world.
0: Yeah yeah it's a good one wow. I mean it's one that I think can directly speak to me and I don't know about you too mm-hmm. um, but probably yeah a lot of people listening can relate to that I find myself doing that a lot because I I feel like when I had this big radio job like everybody treated me a certain way and I felt like I was important and mm-hmm. same thing like people would greet me and then when I lost it you know I started like distrusting people mm-hmm. and same kind of thing mm-hmm. and um, I also saw people's worth towards me without the radio job. And yes. like, what do I mean to you if I don't have this job? It's always interesting to me. Every time I've, I've lost my job twice now and each time it's been interesting to see the uh, way people treat you when you don't have that job anymore. I always say my phone rings a lot more when I have a radio chop and when I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do become very untrustworthy and I do get, I do get upset. Like for example, I, t- I told you guys last week that I was struggling with this situation of uh, this certain job that I thought was great for me. And today is the day it was officially announced. Well, I look at it and I'm bitter. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be excited. I know that like I should be excited for the you know the people that got that job, but I'm not. I don't feel excited. I don't feel happy for them. And I I know it's not the right thing to do, but I see it on Facebook and I just like keep scrolling because I don't even want to like like it. Mm-hmm. You're not getting my Facebook like over that one mm-hmm. um, because I'm I, I start to become bitter. I do
1: right and. If you let that bitterness eat you, I mean, to if you hold on to that bitterness, it will eat you alive and it will make you become a bitter person. Yeah. Um, because you are the same person you you were before that radio job and after that radio job. You are the same right. human being. And, uh, you know, people say, well, I'm going to just hate those people because they found their treasure and I don't have mine. Someone else has a bigger house, a bigger car, a bigger job, a bigger whatever, you know, and we're envious of them and we wonder, what happened to me? Well, Mm. we don't know other people's stories. We don't know what they've been through. And I think that's one of the things that this book is leading to is that all of our lives have purpose and we all have a story, and our stories connect us. It says, and I'm going to hold on to what little I have because I'm too insignificant to conquer the world. Well, no, you aren't. You're very significant, and you're just as significant as you were before. This young man lost his sheep because someone betrayed him, or you lost your job. You are significant to the world, and what you do... Matters you matter.
0: I mean did you feel that at all when you retired?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah you know I had a friend of, of mine that told me before I retired he said, you'll be amazed. The day the day after you retire, you mean nothing to anyone. <laughs> I was isn't like it, isn't it
0: crappy though?
1: what? I was like, what? What on earth and it can feel that way. I mean, all of a sudden, your emails, you know, nobody's emailing you. Well, somebody's emailing you, maybe, but not like they were before. Nobody's calling, just as you said. But you just have to regroup and say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I may need to find a new tribe, right? This part of my life is over. That part of my journey is done. But I have my whole life ahead of me for new and exciting adventures and a new quest on my journey. Right. So once I got my head straight around it, I was fine. But yeah, it's yeah, it's traumatic. Because Um, you identify with your work. I think so much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So much with it. And what we do rather than who we are. Yeah. That's a you know, in, in it's our own problem. It's all
0: of our own fault because it's the first thing we do. Mm-hmm. Like for example, you meet somebody new. Hey, what's your name? Hi, what do you do? It's like right. oh, okay, so that's exactly. obviously a point of importance to to all of us. I mean, I'll, and I'll do the same thing. You know, like so, what do you do? Even like when it comes to dating, you know, like like a job that a girl holds is important to me,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it shouldn't be, but right. it is,
1: right. That makes us very shallow, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's good. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep going through it, and we'll come back tomorrow, and we'll do another quote. And again, I'll put the link to the book over in the show notes, and we can um, share that with you if you want to read along. It's a pretty quick read, so for me, it's taking forever because I just I get stuck on one quote, and I'm like, that's really deep. I have to like just go to sleep because it's just too much. <laughs> um, so tomorrow we'll come back and we'll do um, we'll do another one. Um, Okay, so I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick <laughs> break. When we come back, you okay?
1: I'm fine. I've been out in the pollen too much today. I apologize.
0: Mm, Georgia problems. Mm-hmm. Um when we come back, <laughs> it's been bad over here too though. Uh we gotta do Ask My Mom. It's a segment where we uh you can get advice from my mom and from me, unsolicited. And uh it's or maybe not unsolicited. Is that the right word? Probably not unsolicited. <laughs>
1: no, it is solicited. It is solic- solicited. It's solicited
0: advice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not unsolicited but un, uh, unbiased unbiased that's the word I'm looking for
3: um,
0: unsolicited to be like we just walk into your house and say what's your problems?" <laughs> we're telling you this illusion um, that's not how the segment works but we uh, this one I'm gonna tell you this one irritated me I got really I try not again talking about like not being judgmental but I had a hard time not judging this one because listen I don't know what it takes to be a good mom but I know <laughs> that this does not fall into that category in my mind okay and we'll do it next on the Certified Mamas Boy podcast
3: That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: All right, let's get into Ask My Mom. We do this every Tuesday and Thursday on the show where, you know, my mom's been around for a couple a couple decades now and she's got some some good advice. She's been able to steer me on an okay path uh, and hopefully she's got some good advice for you too. So if you want to be a part of this segment, all you have to do is just, you can email me, thatguykramer at gmail.com. That's Kramer with a K. You can call us, 888 888- Kramer eight that's Kramer again with a K or you can send me a DM uh, on Instagram or Facebook and I am Steve Kramer on Facebook I am that guy Kramer on Instagram that's a lot of different ways That should make that a lot easier Mm. um okay so here we go and oh by the way your phone calls are really I mean I think what make this segment come alive um, because then we get everybody's opinion on this so uh feel free and we'd love for you to call eight 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 kramer eight okay mom you ready ready here we go it says uh i am going crazy over here i'm trying to keep it together but after a month of being mom teacher wife mid-level manager therapist to my kids and family it's all just coming down on me i'm usually the type that will keep my stuff together but i feel defeated by it all my husband lost his job and uh and he and i are at each other's throats." To where the intimacy is gone. The kids and I fight all day. It's just too much for me. One of my girlfriends feels the same way. So she was texting me earlier this week about her and I taking off for a trip to Hawaii to get away and just reset. Her parents own an Airbnb there so we could stay for free. I know that if I could get a week to reset, I would feel better and could take on the stress of all of this. But my husband said he doesn't want me going away, that it's really irresponsible to travel right now because we don't have the extra income and that I could get sick. But I don't think he understands that I'd be such a happier person to just get away from all of this drama at the house right now. Well, what do you think? Should I go if I know I can be a better mom when I get back? All right, mom. (laughs) I already get irritated by this and I hate to tell parents how to parent because I know I'm not one, but we'll start with you. You're probably going to be nicer than I will on this.
1: Well, I am sure that there are millions of people who are ready to run away to Hawaii right now. (laughs) I mean, this is crazy Corona time, right? And everyone is stressed and it's just insane. But I would say that this is not the time to travel for sure, or to run away from your problems, um, try to determine what it is in your life that can bring order and peace to your household. Now your husband is unemployed, which creates even more stress for him and for you, But because he is unemployed, he may have some extra time that he could take the kids out for a walk or outside to play just to give you some time to work and not have everyone on top of you at the same time. Um, But how can you make your home peaceful? How can you make yourself peaceful? Take some time out for yourself every day. Maybe you need to go outside and take a walk, and leave the kids inside, just to find some time. Go hide in your closet for a while. Put yourself in time out. Learn to breathe. Learn to be calm, and know that this will pass. But it is not the time to take a trip to Hawaii.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't feel good about it. Like I, I agree with you. I, don't, I think that's actually pretty irresponsible. Um, But let me play devil's advocate here just for argument's sake. So, I mean, if she says, listen, I know for a fact that a week away I will come back and I will be, because you're the one that always preaches, like, do what you got to do to feel better. Everyone's got to find their thing of how, you know, for me, it's a walk, for you, it's a meditation, for you, it's this. I mean, if traveling is her thing Mm -hmm. and she knows that if she goes away for a week and she can come back exponentially better. Could you not argue that maybe it would be worth it? The benefits could outweigh the the risk or the dangers. I mean, if she's going to be safe and maybe she's, you know, her friend's safe and they're they're willing to take precautions and she is to come back and be a better mom and a better partner and all those things, is there no room to argue that possibly that could be the right solution?
1: Well, there are a lot of risk involved. I mean, first of all, just to fly on an airplane. Right now, for pleasure. Some people were saying they think you, that airplanes should be banned for pleasure flights. I somewhat agree with that because we don't really know where and when we know. We know how to protect ourselves, but people that are protecting themselves are still getting the coronavirus. Right. So that's a huge risk, not only for you and your friend, but your family. And your husband is left alone with the kids and he's unemployed so he's going through a tremendous amount of stress and needs all the support he can get as well plus you have a job you have a job to do and, and all of us that have jobs should feel blessed to have them and do whatever we can to keep them because the unemployment rates are off the charts
0: yeah, don't yeah. think I haven't thought about it though don't think I haven't sat back and I've been looking at those tickets to Hawaii too, or to, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere somewhere exotic where I was like, hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if I get a round trip ticket to Hawaii for two hundred bucks, it might be worth. It. <laughs> I know where your brain's at. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But- I just think again. Parents get mad at me for saying this, but I just feel like once you have a kid, your needs are not as important. They're just not. And mom, you can shame me for that if you want to. But mm-hmm. I just I don't think that like. I just worry about your kids, and if you come home sick, or if you bring something back, and then I, I don't know. It just—I mm-hmm. know kids aren't as susceptible to it, but I just don't think it sounds like good parenting to me. To me, and, that's what and, no kids. Are.
1: And we don't know if kids are susceptible. Certainly, a lot right. of young people have gotten coronavirus, um, but you know, as a parent, a mom of three. You know, it is it is essential that you take good care of yourself so that you can take care of them, but you have other lives to think about. That's why I'm saying try to find ways to take care of yourself that can also help your family because what's that crazy Southern saying, when mama's not happy, nobody's happy? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. I mean, there's a lot of truth to that because sure. we can either bring light or darkness into our into our lives and into our families. So right. we have to think, what am I bringing to my family? Bring love and peace and know that they're all going through a really hard time too. We all That's are, true. but we can be stronger and we can be really great role models for our kids. Teach them that we don't run away when the Times are tough. We stick together and we work through them.
0: Eight 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 Kramer Eight. Eight 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 K R A M E R eights. I mean, what do you think, parents? Have any of you guys like run away? Uh, I had a friend that was considering just going to Palm Springs for the weekend. How do you feel about that? Just like a tiny getaway. If, let's just say that you're that you're a mom and you want to get away and you're uh, you can just drive somewhere for a quick amount of time and then you know, mm-hmm. leave your kids for 48 hours and come back. Does that feel different?
1: I think it's okay if if dad's in agreement with it.
0: So what happens if you wanted to go away for just the weekend, okay? And then dad was like, no, I don't want you to go. Would you not go?
1: Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't.
0: And why is that? Because you knew it was important to you and it was going to be good for you to like get away and reset.
1: Well, then he would probably be supportive of it. But we all mm. need to stick together now. We all need to stick together. We just need <laughs> You may to be do asking for a
0: trip best. from uh, somewhere, somewhere soon. You don't know that yet.
1: No, I just go to Kroger and pick up my groceries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or to Three recycling. hour grocery
0: trip. You just sit there, <laughs> sit in the parking lot. <laughs> Ma'am, we loaded your groceries two hours ago. I'm going to have to ask you to leave the parking spot now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful in the spring right now. So it is a lovely time to take a drive. Yeah. Take a drive, take some time out, do what you're about to do.
0: All right. There we go. There's ask my mom. And then yeah, your calls to 888-Kramer8. Does it sound irresponsible? Like do you as a mom, how does that strike you? Either, either both ways. I mean, obviously the other one was a, a real life situation, but, um, you know, in my life, but I mean, are you okay with, with getting away for a week? If you knew you'd come back and be a better mom or just going away for a weekend trip? How does that strike you? 888-Kramer8. Okay. Uh, any big plans? First thing, go to my mom.
1: <laughs> no, if I knew how to Zoom, maybe I would Zoom with some friends. <laughs> maybe we can have a family party. Yeah. Um, sit around and eat Mexican food and drink margaritas.
0: All right. Well, I love you.
1: Love you forever. Okay.
0: Let's get you some good news from the coronavirus, shall we? I feel like I always say that, shall we? I'm going to change it up for tomorrow. It's going to be totally different. Um, so we'll start in Hollywood. I don't know if you guys saw the Parks and Rec special they did, a reunion special last week. I didn't watch it, and I wish I would have because I actually loved that show. I just forgot it was on. I've been really busy doing nothing that I didn't have time to uh, to catch up with it. Anyway, they raised $3 million doing that show. So in case you don't know, the show went off the air in 2015. And what they did, all the characters came back. Amy Poehler was there, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt. Like, I feel like Chris Pratt's like almost too famous to come back now. Rob Lowe was back, uh, Adam Scott, Paul Rudd. So what they did was they came back as their characters and started talking about how they would be handling the pandemic. So to make it even better, the first $500,000 of donations were matched by the Parks and Recreation staff. Uh, let's see the network and cast members who I think is really cool that they were able to pull that off. And I need, I need to watch. I know I need to catch up with it. And this story is wild. I don't know if you saw it. It actually popped up on my CNN app. Um, there is an anonymous donor who gave one million dollars a $1 million gift to the hospital. So it can be divided equally between every single employee. It was up in Santa Cruz, California. It was a dignity health, Dominican hospital. And although the donor wanted to be anonymous, he left a note saying, thank you for standing up and staying up to care for our community. The human kindness is what makes you heroic. So how it was is like every single staff member, and I don't know how many there were, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, here we go. So, uh, Every full-time employee is going to receive an $800 bonus check. Every part-time employee gets a $600 bonus check. And I think that's really special. I mean, we obviously don't have a million dollars to go drop, um, but do your little thing, right? Go buy somebody coffee. Go send a special note, something to make somebody feel better. Okay, and I'll leave you with a made me laugh. Uh, I think that a lot of people question, like, what exactly is Cinco de Mayo? And I've had to ask that question for the last four years while I was in San Diego, so I know the answer, but I'll let Ellen explain it to you.
2: You know, if you ask people in LA why they're celebrating, they can't even tell you why. Ma'am, you, do you know what Cinco de Mayo is, what we're celebrating? Celebrating uh, families. Celebrating uh, drinking some alcohol. You're celebrating drinking some alcohol. See, nobody knows. You're just, Cinco de Mayo celebrates the day Mexican, the Mexican army defeated the French in the Battle of Puebla. I don't see what drinking has to do with that, unless they were led by General Don Julio. People love using holidays as an excuse to drink. If you get drunk on a random night, you have a problem. If you do it on a holiday, it's culture. <laughs> I think there's another reason why drinking gets added to certain holidays because Cinco de Mayo, St. Patrick's Day, Mardi Gras all have one thing in common, and that's parades. And it's really hard to enjoy a parade without alcohol, isn't it? It's like it's filled with a lot of things we don't like standing for hours, marching bands, waving at people you don't know. <laughs> After three floats, they all look alike. Who couldn't use a drink then?
0: Whatever you're doing, have a fantastic Cinco de Mayo. Hopefully you're uh, at home doing your Zoom calls and drinking your margaritas and having fun. Tomorrow we're back and we'll do your calls from my Ask My Mom. We'll have a moment in Kramer history. I think tomorrow's when we have Hula on as well. So a lot going on. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you
3: tomorrow. Goodbye. (laughs) Hi, Kramer, it's Valerie from San Diego. I was calling because I was listening to your episode with your sister, and I loved, loved, I just couldn't stop laughing, how she told a story, and then you told a story, and then it was, like, battle of the stories. I really, really think that having humor and, like, making light of anxiety, um, I have it as well, is so important and i hope that that's a segment in the future please 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 okay thank you talk to you later bye hi kramer this is kimberly from los angeles I was calling because I was listening to yesterday's podcast and you were talking about how you feel like this isn't it, and then you were talking about how you had a built-in audience with radio and so forth, and just imagine different people have different starting places, so your expectations having been on... San Diego Channel 933, which is where I'm originally from, um, you have a built-in audience of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. But when you're just getting into the podcast game, having 800 people fill out a survey, it's phenomenal. And when you talk about feeling like the podcast might not be it, but this is where the universe brought you to. And I want to let you know that every day when I wake up, I get excited because I get to listen to your podcast. This is a radio style podcast that I have never heard on, you know, scrolling through different podcasts. You're the only one that I consistently listen to. Just like your mom said, it might just be what the world needs now. We care about you, we're rooting for you, and we really enjoy the podcast. So, thank you, Kramer.